What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this week's quick solo episode, I want to be talking about a concept that I've uh, been, been mulling over recently in our business. And uh, it's the concept that true, like deeply discounted mom and pop owned deals are going to start becoming significantly harder to come by as time passes, especially over the next five, six years. And just going to share um, some thoughts that I've been having. And um, there's really no actionable tip in this episode other than maybe to motivate some folks to take some action in the short term. But um, but it's just something that I've been contemplating and, and having, uh, you know, I've been speaking with a few other investors about this who are really active in the multifamily game. And, um, you know, just been thinking about the concept that like the true mom and pop, you know, aging landlord who really has no idea how to operate the property or just doesn't, you know, optimize his property whatsoever, her property whatsoever. I think that time is, is, is coming to an end. Um, you know, is it the next couple of years, few years, et cetera? Uh, that's up for debate. I think there's always going to be opportunities to buy mismanaged real estate. Um, that's just always going to be a part of this game. But I think that in general, in terms of the era of finding the owner that has a 20 unit building with rents that are 800 a month when the market rents are set, you know, 1600 a month or something like that, or where there's just a complete lack of oversight from a property management standpoint. I think those, those types of deals are going to become harder and harder to come by. And, and it's really for, uh, three different reasons or, you know, two or three different reasons. I might, I might lump the last two together, but the first one is that, um, just in terms of the baby boomer generation, a lot of, you know, the generation of folks, um, Gen X, I guess you could define it as, um, baby boomer Gen X, like as they start to age out of the business, uh, at a higher percentage, a lot of these deals are going to, to, to come onto the market, become available. And, um, and I think that they're going to, you know, there's just going to be a, a lower volume of these types of deals because, um, uh, because these types of investors tend to be getting a little bit older right now. Um, and, uh, in the business community, right? The small business ownership community. So outside of real estate, there's always content being pumped out by folks that sell training or, you know, just pr- try to provide value to the marketplace, right? Content creators in the small business community talking about the silver tsunami, right? This wave of business owners who are 65, 70 plus years old that, you know, run a small business and they don't know what to do with it, right? They can give it to their kids. Maybe their kids don't want it. They can try and sell it or they just close it down. And there's all this opportunity in the world of small business to try and connect with these, uh, you know, retiring business owners to buy their businesses or to, you know, to, to take them over in some capacity. Um, I think it's the same in real estate, right? There's going to be the, the silver tsunami version of the, the mom and pop real estate investor. And I think that is something that, um, we're going to see over the next few years, right? I think that, that, that concept is common in both of these games, um, you know, the, the other reason that I think is really important to note here is that in the you know 80s, 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, all the way up until the 2010s, there just wasn't an abundance of real estate education, real estate investing education available. You know, there were some books on it. You could go to the library and get a book. You could, uh, you know, maybe join a, a small group or a little, you know, investing association and have some conversations with other investors. But there was just significantly less education in you know out in the world, right? Uh, as it relates to being a good real estate investor, so a lot of the folks that bought real estate during this time were never quote unquote formally trained, or they never really learned the game, right? They just went out there and 
they had the intuition or, you know, maybe the knowledge through just learning about real estate investing that it was a good thing to do, but there was not a lot of training on how to pick the right tenants, how to, you know, correctly asset manage your property, how to hire the right property manager. Should you hire a property manager? What types of renovations, how to do market research, how to find out what market rents are, um, you know, how to hire the right people, how to work with the right vendors. Like all of that stuff was learn on the job <laughs> and learn over time. It wasn't like, you know, pop onto the bigger pockets forums or listen to any number of the thousands of podcasts that are out there about real estate. Um, or join any of these virtual networking groups or go to these seminars, buy these courses, etc. It was just less education. So as a result of that, there were just a, a higher percentage of the real estate investing community just wasn't good at what they do. Now, the folks that are in their 20s, you know, 30s that are buying real estate, there's just, there's just so much information available to, to, to just access, to be better at this, right? Um, and I think that as a result, the information floor and like the, you know, the, the floor from a skill level standpoint has just been raised. Like it's harder to be a complete, to be totally clueless as a real estate investor now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and even 15 years ago, whatever the time frame you want to assign to it is, because there's just less excuses. There's just more information. There's more people to go to. Social media allows people to just message great real estate investors with a question, you know, um, it's just harder to be bad at this, I think, is the thesis statement that I'm trying to pound home here. So, you know, as a result of really those two those two reasons, um, and I guess the, you know, I'm going to include a third reason as an, as, as an asterisk here. Um, the world of alternative investments is growing. Um, if you looked 20 years ago, there was just less people looking to buy real estate. Like as a percentage of the overall population, as a percentage of the people that were investing and you know trying to improve their personal financial situation, just less people buying real estate. There was just more people buying bonds, fixed income assets, you know, the stock market, and retiring you know, uh, or or investing in the retirement account. And again, it's just uh, there was less content being produced around alternative investing, whether that was real estate or buying small businesses or other types of investment opportunities. Um, I don't necessarily have data to back this up. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but anecdotally speaking, um, as, as each year goes on by, as, as each year passes, it seems to me that a higher percentage of, you know, call it Gen Z millennial community is becoming interested in alternative assets because there's so much content on, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, about people having success investing, uh, you know, in, in, uh, whether it's asset classes or just strategies outside of the stock market, right. Or outside of, uh, their 401k through their company. So as alternative investing becomes more popular, there's going to become more attention, you know, to real estate as well as other asset classes. And there's going to be more capital in this business, more buyers in this business, more players in this business, which is going to make it much more competitive. And, um, and that's only going to be a trend that I think increases over time. Um, so, you know, kind of three reasons I'll summarize. I think that the true aging landlord portion of the population, the, the folks that are looking to retire, get out of this business, um, that segment of the population is retiring as we speak, right? That is a window that is closing as it relates to, you know, baby boomer, um, Gen X, uh, you know, that whole age range of folks. Second is that information floor is just too high. There's too much available education on this business to, to be bad at it, right? There's no excuse to being a bad real estate investor. There's just so much information available that, um, I think that mistakes will lessen and there's just going to be less, 
um, multifamily investors or, you know, real estate investors in general that are just bad at what they do. And then three, more and more folks are going to become interested in investing in real estate as time passes. They're going, you know, there's more, uh, more education on alternative investments. Um, there's more awareness around it. And I think more and more folks, you know, in their twenties and thirties are trying to invest in things that are not the stock market, um, or their retirement account. So why am I making this episode? Um, I, I think I'm making it just because I, I found it to be an interesting thought exercise that I had recently. I wanted to share it. But I also think it's time to to recognize this trend and to take advantage of it while it's still possible. Um, get out there, you know, do some marketing. Try and pound the pavement to find these owners. Put yourself in a position to buy some of these, you know, truly one-of-a-kind deals where you have the the owner that has an incredibly low basis and uh, just doesn't operate the property well, and it's just incredibly ripe for value add. Like those deals, I think are going to become increasingly hard to come by. So look for them while you can. And um, and I just wanted to create some urgency amongst the listener base. Um, and obviously, I'm going to end this with a shameless plug of our off market multifamily deals course. But um, I highly rank- recommend you check this course out if you are a multifamily investor that wants to build a robust pipeline of off market deals. Um, we've had hundreds of students. Uh, just run through the course. Our feedback from everyone that we've like talked to about this has honestly been tremendous. Um, it's literally the gold standard for this education in this business uh, in a course format outside of dropping 10 grand on a mastermind or something like that. This content is going to put you on the right path and help you start finding off-market deals. And if you're already finding them, it's going to help you scale that side of your business. So go check it out. Um, the link will be in the description. And again, as always, thank you for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.